0: Welcome to Front Row Geeks. Come do this to me. The backside, no, the backside
1: of red. your laptop, that's red. It looks that kind.
2: This keyboard is still red. The
1: that's... keys are red, but, uh, but redder. But I,
2: I wouldn't say your, they're red red. Your, uh your headphones—that is orange. I'm sorry, Eddie.
3: Have oh. you actually looked at it when it was turned on?
2: Yeah. I made him.
3: The
1: picture of I the train comp- car behind you. That's also red.
2: I was going to compare <coughs> his hat to his head. I'm like, look how That's red. That's burgundy. No. that's burgundy. That's, that's red. It's a little that's darker red. as burgundy. That's red. That's
1: red. I'm just... I mean, that's there's the same color of, as her, as her blouse. That's red. red.
2: It's a darker red, but it's not burgundy. It's okay, Eddie. We still love you.
3: Even if you can't tell the difference between red and orange.
2: <laughs> or white and green. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Eddie. We sound like such By the way, assholes.
3: that's uh, what color is that? He knows purple. What that is. Okay,
4: my purple fan. Good, good. I'm just gonna fan of myself so I will not faint from.
2: It's okay.
3: Just keep from doing sadness. it that way because that's nice of me. <laughs> <He's>
4: like, <laughs> I like it. He's
2: benefiting it. from your fan <laughs> waving. Yeah. I wonder if it picks up. Does it?
4: A little bit. Which hope? That's pop, why pop, I bought pop, that pop, cover pop, so that it wouldn't pick pop, up that pop, pop, kind pop, of stuff. Pop, <laughs> you just ruined this. You just ruined this. Uh-huh. Welcome to FRG, everybody. <laughs> Front row geeks. How's it going, everybody? My oh, name? we're recording. We are now Don't recording. try
5: to adjust your podcasts We now have complete control of your auditory senses.
4: That Holy was shit. extreme
5: <laughs> That was extreme. I you could
4: like, tell the we're,
3: levels. We're gonna. We're boosting ridiculously high
4: you have to turn down the, the gain on that
5: you can only do this voice in high volumes so says lord zed okay i was going to ask okay, you oh who you think boy. you're channeling there that was lord zed no lord zed is the master
4: are you the commander
5: oh goldar <laughs>
4: oh, well done okay so, joining me today... Either that or Macho sp-
3: Man Randy Savage, man. One of the two. <laughs> a gold-armed
4: oh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage needs to happen. That would be a good match. Savage Slim <laughs> So, joining me on the panel today... So, that's, pop-
3: that's happening in the new reboot movie, right? Kage Palazzo. Yes! <laughs> Hello. Hello. Review, review.
4: Review, review. Hello,
1: everyone. And Lady Haterade.
4: Hello. Our, our person who keeps us in check. Thank yep. you. Thank you for that. She's, not, stop, she's not stopping anything no.
3: <laughs> All
4: right now. Alright, everybody. So, let's, let's get into a couple things here. Okay, I've checked the levels. I'm taking these off. We're good now.
1: Yeah, so,
0: take
3: off the orange headphones. The
1: orange cat red. ears of
0: death.
2: They're red. We're never going to let you live it down.
4: <sighs> okay, I'm going to fan myself to calm myself down. And right then here.
1: we're going to talk about... How bad Eddie is colorblind. That actually was on the podcast. Yeah, we, we don't need
2: to go into it again. It. <laughs> we don't need to go through it again. Him and Hefley and myself, we all took the test. Okay. I was the only one with normal color vision.
3: Alright. Even Hefley know. has some... The dress is blue and black. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, among the things that we probably need to bring up for today... Well, let's first get started. That Has anyone here seen Warcraft yet?
0: Mm-mm. No.
1: Oh, We've, that did come out this weekend. It yeah. did. Oops. Oops. That's
4: how Mike to do it for Tuesday, so I'm not gonna probably, probably won't talk about it until yeah, next, till week. next I, week. I
1: was happy that I finally saw the X-Men movie. So. What did you think of that one? Okay. <laughs> this, let, okay. Let me start out by saying that when uh, we saw... Civil War. Civil War. We saw Captain America Civil War. I came out of the movie going... Man, that was not the Civil War. Was not happy. Kage come, came out of that movie going, that movie was awesome. And then we came out of X Men Apocalypse, and I was like, that was a good take on Apocalypse. Really? And Kage was like, eh. man. Really? <laughs> okay, no, no. no. Okay. severe now, now we have to talk about. Uh, actually, now that
4: I think about it, I'm not sure we talked about X Men because I think that no, weekend we watched it was was Comic Con. So I think we skipped uh, out on it.
2: We, we no. did because we talked. Oh.
4: You and I talked about it. That's what Seriously. it was.
2: Well, I did mention how um, everybody was like upset that storm, and like a few other people were. The horseman actually, you guys talked about it on one of the podcasts. Like you weren't very excited about that. But for my take on the movie, because I don't know anything about the character in the comics and stuff, is that he always has. Henchmen, essentially, and that if they die, he just gets new ones. So to me, it wasn't a problem that they were like the horsemen or whatever you call them. Were cast a- because, as they were. Yeah, like they just—that's the cycle. They are now. Okay. That—that's my take on it. Because I, I don't—I mean, I'm not a hardcore fan of those comics. Like, I don't know the backstory. I don't. Yeah, I it's mean, just who, to me, it's who, just a
1: movie. Who are his henchmen? The—I uh I mean, we have. Archangel, who is still there, that was the one who has to be his henchman. And that really, out of the four of them, I felt that that's really the only one that has to be Apocalypse's henchman. I mean, casting Storm as one of his henchmen, I thought that was brilliant. Just because we know that she starts with all of these troubles. She was raised a street thief. So going from the street rat, street rat. I was yeah, an Egypt. I was TV. like street rat. That's the
2: first time I've seen like an origin for her. I've never, I never knew that. she yeah.
4: rocked it. I, I like going, going
1: from that to one of the Horsemen of Apocalypse. That was I was really excited something to, to put take it on that your twist resume, on man.
3: Her. That's exciting.
4: Street rat, Horsemen of the Apocalypse, yeah. X Men.
2: But they're getting flack that they uh, people weren't happy with how well they did Storm. They didn't think that they did a good job. They didn't think that she had much like camera time or that she really had anything of value to actually say in the movie. She just was all...
4: What I'll say to that is I think just the movie as a whole didn't spend a lot of time on any particular character. Mm-mm. Like, I think if that's a con, that's it was a con throughout as far as like, There was a lot of people to work with, a lot of real estate, a lot of things to get through. And I don't know if
1: anyone got any real, Mm -hmm. like, spotlight. Like, I'm going to say... What?
4: Hold on, hold
0: on, hold
1: on. Now, Now, it's for a reason. This is what the directors of the movie considered the end of a trilogy. We went from First Class to Days of Future Past to Apocalypse. These movies all focused on Xavier, Magneto, Beast, and Mystique. These are the four main characters... Throughout this newer trilogy, mm-hmm. so these other s- characters that were introduced later on, yes, we didn't get too much screen time on these characters, but they're not the ones who they were wanted to focus on. We had the other main characters that we wanted to end the story. With.
4: I see. You know, when you put it that way, it makes a lot more sense actually. Because right, the this this trilogy of movies was about Mystique, Xavier, Magneto, and Beast. And their stores are kind of done now. Now they're established. They're going to move on and help the next generation. It makes all all the sense in the world, actually. So, so and but I I will agree with you a little there, Will. That like I mean I didn't dislike the movie. I thought it was. I didn't dislike
3: it either. I mean, compared to some of the other X Men movies I've (laughs) watched, on
1: now now having their 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 scene where the kids walk out of the movie theater and say, "Let's just all agree that the third movies." The worst in the trilogy. We're I all like sitting that. there going, yes, yes. I like that. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. That was fine. I'm
4: looking at they you, Gene po- Gray. I'm looking at you. It was Gene Gray who said it too, so that worked out.
3: It worked out very well. Uh, yeah, they still they ah uh, they, uh, they still kept the whole Phoenix thing as part of her she was born now, with it. Now
1: they did that and I wasn't the biggest fan of that aspect, <laughs> but I feel like that they had to do that in order to entwine it that this is all still the same universe yeah. without completely rebooting the series, which they this was not a reboot. This these new trilogy this new trilogy was a continuation of the original trilogy. Therefore, everything in the original trilogy was still canon. It just hasn't happened yet. Or it's altered now. It's altered, it's altered now. Altered now it's altered. But therefore, totally Jean Grey was still born with these abilities. And I don't agree with this because definitely the Phoenix is supposed to be the defender of the Mkron crystal. We still have to have, supposedly, all these adventures in space with technology nice. that could throw Star Trek into a tizzy. But... You know what, working with what they had, I feel like they did a good job. Now, I always
4: kind of imagined, even in the original run of the X-Men movies, because I know a little bit about the Phoenix history, is that, and actually I even thought it was that she manifested the powers, but that's because she was being manipulated by the Phoenix Force from afar anyway. Mm -hmm. But is that what not happened in the comics? It came to her first before it was ever a thing? Or did she like but hint she at it she was
3: always a strong psychic but the sci- the phoenix force just like exponentially made that like ridiculous to take- took it to ridiculous levels
1: and that was because the kron crystal which had the power to destroy star systems was in danger and the phoenix mm-hmm. was the guardian of this insanely powerful crystal mm-hmm. so anytime that that is endangered the phoenix would choose Its host essentially, and this time chose Jean Grey because of her famously exceptional telepathic telekinetic abilities. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay,
4: thank you for the the yeah. The
3: cartoon definitely, the original cartoon show played that off really well. If anyone hasn't seen that,
4: and I think that, but to its credit, it had a lot more you know runtime to kind of slowly like deliver that. I guess we, I guess we always gonna have to deal with that. We can't get that kind of a. Spacing when we're talking about these movies, right?
1: When we're talking about a movie, you can't get everything. I will say that I was glad that the movie played some homage to the original '90s series. There's a couple parts in there that when the action started picking up and you sort of heard the music in there start going bum 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 bum, -bum. I was like, yes, we have just a very slight hint of the the musical theme song from the original '90s X-Men show, and that's one of the most kick-ass theme songs in the history of the world.
2: Did you ever watch that show, Kelsey? I did
4: not. Oh, you need to get on that. That's, was that's
2: it some YouTube. on YouTube? It's on YouTube? I'm sure it's on YouTube. I have it on Netflix. DVD. You
1: can, you can watch it on DVD, trust me. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kick-ass. It used to be, to be on
3: Netflix it. before Netflix took it off. Oh, that made me sad. I, I, I doubt I mean. it was
1: Netflix that decided they didn't want it anymore.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure.
3: <laughs> but
4: uh, uh, I think overall was an acceptable movie. I I, I, I mean it. The way I see it, like, I'm not talking about it other than, like, for the sake of the podcast, it's not something I've brought up again after watching the movie. So I don't think it's going to leave, like, a lasting impact. But it was a good
0: right. movie.
1: Well, spoiler alert for anyone who yeah. hasn't watched the new X Men Apocalypse movie. It's probably a little late for that now since we've been talking a few things about it. But what I want to address specifically is Apocalypse himself. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the big contentions that people have with this movie is that Apocalypse did not. Feel to a lot of people that he was as threatening and caused as much damage as he should have. That was my argument. And my my argument to that is that every time we've seen Apocalypse actually cause the extent of the damage he's capable of, we have to reboot the universe. (laughs) We already did that. In the last movie, we couldn't let Apocalypse go wild and start everything again. Okay, well, there was
2: still a lot of damage. Mostly Magneto's the one who did the damage, so but it still you was mentioned a shit ton yeah. of damage.
4: I was because I was going to ask you, like you as someone who hasn't really seen that character play out in any kind of platform, did you feel like he was threatening, or like he was like a big deal, or like well, like oh I shit, mean, that's Apocalypse?
2: To me. The fact that it can take over somebody else's body is, like, intimidating. Because that shit's scary that he's just accumulating all these powers. That's crazy. Um, But I think, really, like, he can be a force to be reckoned with when he wants to be. But really, he kind of, to me, seems like he hides behind his henchmen to get them to do all the dirty work. That's kind of how I perceived him. Hmm. Most Um, of the
3: damage done in this movie was by Magneto. Yeah. Not by Apocalypse. Yeah. By, by being coerced to do it by Apocalypse, yes. But not by Apocalypse himself.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which
4: and, I think the only thing in the end that made me think like like Apocalypse was like an entertaining force was that even though we just spent like a good 20 minutes showing that Magneto can like rip the earth apart if he really
1: wanted to, yeah. even that, when they teamed up against him and he was still like, oh, I got that, this. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, we just saw that Magneto has the ability to basically affect the core of the earth. Yeah, if he wanted to rip apart the iron core of the earth, change its magnetic field and destroy the world. And yet it wasn't
4: it. enough to take
1: out Apocalypse.
2: No, <laughs> I, <laughs> He now, now there's a difference. A Apocalypse
1: isn't made out of out metal. of, and it's not metal, and it's not just metal. It has to be specifically ferrous metal, yeah, because a, magneto is not capable of influencing metals that are non-ferrous. Side note: There's a good
4: uh, film theory by uh, the guy who makes game theory, Matt Yes.. Yeah. Oh, Easy. you should look that up. It's about magneto's power. It's really
1: great. Oh, okay, um, but yeah, yes, only ferrous iron type. Metals is what Magneto is capable of altering and I get the feeling that that was one of the things that they played a little bit on there with Apocalypse. My big beef when we actually saw Apocalypse get serious didn't have anything to do with Apocalypse himself as much as it did Xavier. I was really hoping that when we got to this clash of minds between Apocalypse and Xavier in this psychic realm that we would get to see Xavier really go to town. And Which he did for,
4: like, a second. It did. Yeah,
1: yeah, he did second. Until he got second. super
2: giant, and yeah. then...
1: And if yeah. anybody who's watched the TV cartoon series of X-Men, we've seen Xavier get giant and really start wailing on people inside their own minds. So <laughs> we know that he could do that, so I think we're just going to chalk it up to right now that he's a little bit on the young side, and that's just something he
4: hasn't Or, you know, he had the body-snatching thing going on that might have, like... Messes Mojo up. We'll Throwing yeah, that solid. Yeah.
1: He
2: learned that, that trick from Apocalypse. I just feel sad if he has <laughs> right. to fight
3: the Shadow King too soon. Shadow King will wreck his world. <laughs> I feel
4: like I think they're setting up for Phoenix, so that might not happen yeah. too soon. Which yeah. so I guess I hit... if they're setting us up for, oh, hey, this Phoenix thing is really badass, not... being responsible for helping destroy Apocalypse is a good setup for, oh, this thing's going to be pretty terrible later in the future.
1: It's like Not to mention that really they kind of turned Apocalypse into storm's shadow king because the the he filled that role the whole point of the shadow king was he was manipulating the weather witch to make everybody believe he was a god yeah. then we get to this movie where apocalypse just goes up to storm and goes you are now one of my horsemen of the apocalypse one of my disciples and therefore we're probably not going to have the shadow king like out of all of the villains in the x-men lineup I get the feeling that they sort of just merged Apocalypse with the Shadow King storyline to get Storm to the point where we now are. So,
3: here's another side question. Body count. Uh, Since we already put the spoiler alert up. Mm -hmm. So, body count. Who killed more people directly? Apocalypse or Weapon X?
0: I was that movie. Oh,
4: apocalypse! Just because of scale, but I mean, well, how many people did Wolverine. we see
3: apocalypse kill on screen, though? How many people did he actually
4: uh, kill? We, it was a lot About implied. Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot implied. I mean, well, then Magneto probably had a bigger body. Oh yeah, Magneto. Was... Mag- Magneto's kill count. Okay, that insane. was the only thing that kind of upset me. Kind of upset me in the end is like we're we just not going to acknowledge that like Magneto for like a third time. Like Went on mass massive murder. killing sprees. Like, are we just not gonna? That's that's okay. But it's okay. There's good
1: in his heart. He's forgivable. <laughs> Jesus. There's no jail time required for this. He learned from his mistakes.
2: Dude, this is the Doctor Wiley sy-
3: syndrome, basically. <laughs> what are you saying, Kelsey?
2: I said I'd be pretty pissed if I was him.
1: Yeah,
4: but he's still like, like he had every reason to be upset. I mean, there's no like denying that. Upset?
1: <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Apocalypse's kill count was better than five because there was that scene where they were inside the factory oh yeah Magneto just... was about to kill everyone and he's oh. like you can't stop me from killing these men and apocalypse is like, boom they're dead let's go that yeah.
0: was
4: kind of awesome that scene because he just
1: it was kind of like ooh,
0: just like that was cool like
1: oh shit why don't you do that like, all the time' <laughs> serious. <laughs> And if you watch the series, it's because there is a limit to Apocalypse's powers. He can get really intense and do amazing things, but he kind of tends to get tired really quick.
3: Hmm. Might be because he's over
1: 2,000 years old. Just maybe. What? 2,000? <laughs> you know, old people need naps. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and naps for a very long time. Yeah, you know, a couple it's hundred years final of dirt nap. Old man epoch. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, uh, Okay, I have one more like, X-Men okay. topic
4: to bring up. I just wanted to make and sure... Then, and then we it, can go to DC. Meta. Yeah, but mine's more meta, so I wanted to see if there's anything in Ooh, the movie that we need to get to. No? Okay. so... So, what did you all think of Olivia Munn's portrayal of Psylocke? Let's just Man, start there. It's fine. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: That's really the thing, is that there good. wasn't okay no no they didn't I do much with I mean her. Psylocke
1: does Psylocke normally have a lot of speaking roles I mean most of the time she doesn't say much even in the comic book So <laughs> I, don't know okay. I,
4: I bring this up because a little backstory and for for other for other reference I'm a fan of Olivia Munn I've seen her since like the G4 days she's pretty proactive as far as like mm-hmm. m- helping like the geek community kind of stand out a lot more she's cool people so that's why I wasn't sure how to take it when I read an interview from her like a couple of months ago. She was one of the original people to be offered the role of, uh, what's her name in uh, Deadpool. I forgot. Oh,
0: Domino?
3: Yeah.
4: Yes. Well, that, no. Was that her um, X-Men name? Uh, Deadpool's girlfriend. Who oh. Whose name is slipping right now. Who, Vanessa. No, not Vanessa.
0: Um, I don't remember. Anyway, you know what I'm talking Deadpool's about though, right? Girlfriend.
4: yeah. So I guess she got offered that role before and she was going they offered it to her as a, one of the first people to get the offer. And I guess she turned it down for for this highlight role. And part of that reasoning was is she felt she said that she didn't want to be like the typical girlfriend character again or at all. So then now that she's done this movie and having seen the Deadpool movie, I feel like she must have misinterpreted what that role was going to be in Deadpool because I thought That that character nipple was, like, kick-ass. And, like, not, like, a typical, like, damsel in distress kind of character. I
2: saw, like, another group on YouTube who actually discussed this as well. And, like, they brought up the point where, um, they also agreed that she probably would have gotten more out of the Deadpool character. She had more screen time, more of a role in the actual movie rather than this one. Like, she... Yeah, she looked kind of cool but like she really didn't have much screen time. like i
4: i didn't I feel know. like she got I mean, to she, like do a lot but there, there
2: wasn't like she just slunk off uh, the, she got to end a scubby <laughs> she and, had to like, cut that she, car in
1: half it was kind of cool no lie but i
2: don't know i just i wasn't really impressed she didn't leave much of an impression on me
1: but there were a lot of people that were upset that in the deadpool movie that what was her name Okay, I've got Other than Domino, which I
4: think is her X Men name. Or Domino's No? Oh, Domino is duh, 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 someone else. Duh, you're right. I don't
1: know. Was it but Angel Dust? Copycat.
4: Copycat.
1: Copycat? I what? think that's what her, like. Well, no, because you're talking about the X Men and his girlfriend in the movie. Damn it, was the-
4: I'm pretty sure, like, her, her alias is Copycat, but now I can't uh, remember what her, like, character name is. Oh, have no
2: What are we
1: talking about here? I'm
2: really awful with names, so.
1: Alright, everyone. Okay, but just just real quick. the The thing is, is that despite the character definitely being a strong female character in the Deadpool movie, she was still the damsel in distress. She spent a good bit of the movie trapped in a box needing somebody to help her. But, I mean, she didn't really play a significant part of helping through the climax. It was Vanessa.
4: I was right. Copycat Vanessa. Okay, we keep going.
1: So, yes.
2: I thought she got more out of that role than Psylocke. Well, or she there, would have gotten more out there, of that There role was
1: definitely more dialogue. There was more character to that role, but I'm not sure it was the strong female character that she was hoping to pull off. Because just because there was still we're still talking about in the Deadpool movie a female that needed a male to go rescue her versus a female that was kicking ass everywhere.
2: Hmm. I wouldn't say. Everywhere.
1: I mean, I I think... She lived through the end of X-Men, where everybody else got their butts kicked.
2: Yeah, because she ran away. Like, she just was like, peace out. Well, you know what? I wasn't sure
4: how to interpret it at the end of the movie, right? Like, did she, like, decide that, okay, maybe this guy wasn't worth following, or maybe I'm just going to peace out? So it's like, because if she just peaced out, then she's, like, kind of evil, isn't she? Like, she's, like, totally, like, accepted the bad guy.
1: At that point, she's sort of seen now Magneto and Storm, who were their major glass cannons... Just switched sides, so they were half of their fighting force were now turned against them. So our Archangel guy is down. We have Apocalypse who's fighting an uphill battle, and me. Do I really want to be a part of this? Probably. Peace not. out. Peace out. Good luck.
4: I'm out. I hope they bring her back for the for this Phoenix movie, though. I mean, she she could be like a good like like supporting character for the Phoenix, like another psychic who can kick ass. Like they need to, I think they just need to make her a more prominent villain in the next movie. I think
1: they need to bring out Emma Frost
4: or bring her back. Yes, she, she was around for a while, right?
3: She
1: well, yes, well, she was killed, but oh, you know she what? died. When did she die? I don't
3: remember. Was it off screen or was it in Days of Future Past?
1: It must have You know been what? We were t- talking t- t- about it, but we might have gotten that confused. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she
4: totally survived the movie. And No, they even find her. She was running the Hellfire Club in, in Days of Future Past.
1: So, in that case, yes. Okay. We can't <laughs> I remember leave. stuff. We can't have the society because we lost what's his name.
3: Sebastian Shaw was Sebastian supposed to be the Shaw leader can't of the Hellfire leave the Society,
1: Club. but uh, she can. Why not? Indeed, there's sure. still plenty MCU. of other no- sort of notorious members of the society that can be part of the movie.
3: I do want to bring it up since we mentioned Deadpool real quick. Mm-hmm. That as of the day of this recording, that Deadpool is the uh, largest domestic, uh, largest grossing rated R movie um, of all time. Um, not domestically, though, unfortunately, uh, it's being beat out by The Passion of the Christ by six, mil, uh, seven million.
1: Jesus and Deadpool,
4: my two favorite things.
1: There you go. So, so if we want to look at it this way, the, the priorities of our culture today, Jesus
4: <laughs> and Deadpool. Deadpool.
1: Well, I'm okay with that world. I'm not about you guys. I'm quite right with that world. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to push you guys. If there is Deadpool still playing near you, let, let's go give him another $7 million. Let's see if we can do this.
4: I don't know if there's a movie more deserving because that was just, it was just a fun it was, ride. It was,
1: it
3: was... Perfectly timed. Have y'all re- seen
4: it since the first? I haven't seen it. A I haven't seen time it yet. since
3: I first saw it, in the, but I would really like to go see it again.
2: Saw so,
3: twice. Saw it twice. That was the second time.
2: Still amazing. Oh, good,
4: good. <laughs> good. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. I say that now because of the movie, not because of Paris Bueller. And that's well, <laughs> so bad.
3: The, the worst part about it is, is that the after credit scene of Apocalypse and. Um, the the very last reveal of like the suitcase closing. That's all. I set was just up for like Wolverine three. Right? I, well, it was not just that, but for for Deadpool two as well. You think so? Oh Did yes. Don't that? you know who Essex six is?
4: I thought it was uh, Sinister. Yes, Mister Mr. Mr. Sinister,
3: who helped Nathan Summers become a reality, who becomes Cable.
4: Okay, I see what you yeah. mean. then.
3: So since Deadpool mentions that
4: that he's going to be in our sequel. I feel that's going to be way too convoluted for them to tackle (laughs) though. Because it also involves Apocalypse at some degree. And time travel. Which they did none of that for Apocalypse. Apocalypse never had the like meeting strange time traveler sequences and waking up in the middle of different... Never had that. No. So I think that plot is
1: gone. Like I said, we, we already did that in Days of Future Past. If we had a future where Apocalypse had conquered everything, like in Wolverine and the X-Men, where we had to go through the entire first season... Because the Sentinels destroyed everything in the future, and we had to fix that. Then they fixed that, and it turned out that when the Sentinels didn't f up the future, the apocalypse did, and we have to go back and fix that. There's that would have just been too redundant the for the movie series. Redundant, redundant. Exactly.
3: I'm sorry. Is this redundant movie redundant? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, any more X-Men?
1: I think we're good. With I think we're done with Marvel. Let's
3: move with... to DC. DC. All right. So, you bring overrated. It up, right? AC is better. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you really a big DC no.
4: over Marvel? I was about to say. Like, I feel like that's not a, like a popular opinion these days. But the way
1: with, uh,
3: with, with the way DC's been going. As far as their comics, amazing stuff. But as far as
1: their okay. cinematics... No, and... no, 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 no. Uh-oh. First, before we start dissing okay. cinematics... There we go. The Killing Joke will be in theaters. For one oh. day, though. For one day. As, as
3: a you... fathom event. Oh, oh, no. you rated we rated
1: our animated
4: movie are you in the Batman know of this? The killing joke. Hmm? Are you in the know of this? Okay, so I'll explain.
2: Well, I've heard you guys talk about the Killing Joke before.
4: So they just announced this week too. I think that they are going to have a, a one-day screening of that movie. Cool. Normally, those vi- those movies would go straight to video or like straight to DVD or straight to purchasing yeah. at home. But they're going to do make this a special event and it's going to be in theaters for for one day.
3: Because this is probably going to be the last time we hear Mark Hamill as the Joker. Now, in all. Fairness. He said that like three times something. already.
1: Huh? He's in all fairness, he Mark Hamill has said, "I'm done being the Joker" like three times. already. But
4: he's always said it with the conditional, like
1: unless you give me unless the early we, do the part. Joke. If we do the killing joke. If We do the killing point. joke. I'm totally coming back. Which but then exactly.
2: why would they only do for one day?
1: I, I, you know, I don't know. What's it's, the motivation? It's a fathom event, and fathom events are
4: like they make him rare on purpose, sort of thing. Sort of.
3: I think they just want a huge turnout for that one day.
1: It's sort of like when, you know, the Dragon Ball Z revival F came to theaters. It was just the one day through Fathom.
3: I think it was like two,
4: but yeah, I went to it and it was great. You know what? I kind of do wish we we gave anime movies like that more credit because like those kind of movies would be great as like opening in theaters, but the American culture just like does not accept that type of animated movie to be a blockbuster for some reason
1: but I i don't know i'm i'm actually hopeful that something like this because normally when we look at animation as an art form it comes out of japan if the killing joke can be successful this could actually be a turning point to say america is capable of producing an art form in animation something that is not intended for children
3: it's not... not that we
4: don't mind Pixar and Disney doing their thing. I'm but... totally
3: seeing Finding Dory, I'm just saying.
1: Those, <laughs> is that out this weekend too? No. Those are fine, but those are still <laughs> geared as family movies. You know, these are still something that both children and adults can enjoy. I mean it's something that children can understand, but it has adult humor that is geared more for adults to that kids go over their heads. That's fine.
4: Regardless, we bring up DC not for
1: killing joke. Right, that was just because we brought up the cinematic universe, the big thing. Because we're geeks here at Front Row Geeks, we what? are. I, I hate being the bearer of news, guys. Kelsey, why didn't you tell me?
2: I'm sorry, I failed.
1: But here we go. Injustice Two has now been revealed. Okay,
4: Kelsey, because do you know what Injustice is?
0: No. Okay, God's so, among us. So
4: you'll be like you'll you'll be our filter for all this. So. Did it, it was a video game first
1: before they made the comics, right? Yeah, oh, no. It was a comic... It's been a comic book series for a long time. But... And the video game... Huh? Which oh, came first, though? The comics. Okay. I thought
4: it was the game that came
1: first, Oh, no, actually. no, no, no. Okay. In fact, the game... So, so, here's my take on it. Because it has been a comic book series that's been going on for a while. The first game for it, Injustice Among Us, was basically riding on the coattails of of, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. Mm -hmm. They decided, hey, let's go ahead and continue this franchise with a DC game built on the Mortal Kombat engine, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And the story behind it was good, but it did not follow the comic books it had a storyline that it involves this alternate universe DC where Superman has basically decided there is no reason for me to be the paragon of goodness in this world. I am going to pin humanity now, under the that's not favorite.
4: arbitrary, though. You need to mention how it happened.
1: Okay, so... Spoilers! Oh,
4: come on. It's like been five years. I Read
1: the comic book, everyone. It's worth it. Okay, so anyone who's seen the Justice League cartoon show has probably seen the episode where there's a parallel world that basically Lois Lane gets murdered by Lex Luthor, who's the president of the United States at the time, and Superman finally kills him. And then decides, okay, with Lex Luthor being the president is now dead, this should be a horrible, heinous crime, but it's not going to be a heinous crime because I'm just going to become the new king of the world, and mankind is going to have to do whatever I say now.
4: But that's not what happens in Injustice,
1: though, right? Not the game, no. <laughs> but I thought
4: that in the comic books that it happened that the Joker was the one who did that.
1: It's happened a couple different ways. Okay,
4: because what I read it from the well, from the comic that I read from Injustice and the game is that Joker tricks Superman, in, well, literally tricks Superman to kill him because that's what the Joker does. The he likes toxin, yeah. messing pe- with people. He makes Superman kill Lois, who was with his child, by the way. So he orchestrates all that, so Superman accidentally kills Lois Lane and mm-hmm. and his kid. He gets super mad, but unlike Batman, who just kind of gets over when bat- shit happens to him, when the Joker does it to him, Superman got angry enough to kill him, and that was Joker's victory, because he got Superman to kill someone. Superman at that point goes, well, I already killed someone, so let's just rule the fucking world! And he does that.
3: That escalated really quickly.
4: So he just takes over the world, because he says, well... The No, 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 no!
1: He basically decides that man is not capable of governing themselves. That he tried it, he tried following their rules, and people are insane. And the only way to make sure people stay safe and that stuff like that doesn't happen is to just keep them under complete subjugation.
0: Hmm.
4: Yep. So that's the alternate reality.
2: Crazy.
1: And now the game, where where the game starts splitting up, is that that reality is starting to sort of cross over with the normal DC universe. And that means Ooh. that we have characters from the suit universe where Superman's the good guy, the paragon of goodness, who end up in this other universe where he's this evil bastard killing everyone and trying to make everybody is Well, I shouldn't even say slaves. Just stuff happens. And... Uh, The end of the game, and spoiler alert again for anybody (laughs) who has not finished playing uh, the Injustice Gods Among Us game, is that... uh, You get so excited. It it is exciting. (laughs) So, Superman, uh, like our normal Superman, goes and fights evil Superman under the guise of saying, My responsibilities do not end with my universe. I will defend other universes as well. And everybody's like, okay, sure, that makes sense. Well, and that'll help, so go ahead. <laughs> an epic fight between two Supermans and, of course, good Superman wins. Of course. That did not happen in the comic books. Oh,
4: no, did bad Superman win in the comic
1: books? No, there is no crossover of dimensions oh, okay. in the comic books. That does not happen. 10-4. So my big question is, because the new reveal trailer for Injustice 2... We have absolutely no idea what's going on. It's just a dark room. DC heroes are beating the crap out of each other, and every time they get knocked down, they get back they up, up again. With Iron Man they're never Man gonna armor. keep them down. They get knocked
4: down and they get up again. They're never gonna keep. Them. Sorry, I'm singing. Yeah, that's, yeah okay. that's great, best song ever. That's yeah. what I'm singing. We're okay. pissing the night away. That was so random. Way. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. every you <laughs> <time, laughs> Every
1: time they get defeated, and that's apparently one of the big things about this game, is they're trying to say that every victory, every defeat plays a major part in whatever is going on in this game. Mm-hmm. So from what the preview looks like, is if they get defeated, they get Iron Man upgrades, get back up and start whooping ass again.
4: So you're saying you know, what is that I will I will be losing restarting my game losing restarting my game losing restarting and winning and then continuing on yeah, I have <laughs> no idea
1: what they're implying my big question does, is Does anyone and, ever play a game like that does, don't we all just sw- like swallow our pride and go I'm just going to play game and I I'm just going to like absolutely not I want the perfect record of getting through this exactly. damn it I don't want your sympathy upgrades.
4: I'm hoping Injustice 2 is going to be where Batman's the bad guy, just because I feel like he'd be more threatening.
1: <laughs> if Batman was the bad guy, he'd know everybody else's weakness. Be afraid. Be very afraid. But my my big question in this, because we have absolutely no idea about this, does the new Injustice 2 game take place after the events of the first Injustice game? Does that mean that the universes are still crossed and that the evil Superman is the, the, the prisoner of the good Superman? Or is are we just going to forget that that happened and say that this is the continuation of the newer comic books that have come out since when the first game came out? Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of questions that we won't know until the game actually happens.
4: Cliffhanger. In a trailer. What is this world coming to? Well, it should be a fun game. So... <laughs> If, not, if nothing it's, else, I'll probably YouTube the cinematics. If nothing else, it'll be
1: <laughs> Mortal Kombat with DC characters.
4: Which was great the first time, so let's just do it again. Why not? Why not? I mean, Mortal Kombat did it ten times. We can do it a couple <laughs> of times with DC. <laughs> ah. Okay, so last major topic tonight I think we need to cover is the impending conference that is E3, which is like video game mecha, basically, coming to life in... California, next or
3: week. Or video game disappointment, depending on who's... <laughs> sort
4: of. It sort of depends. Kage has
1: not made any inclination that he's looking forward to this event.
4: No? Nothing? Like, even just the aspect of it? Like, I don't have... Personally, I don't know if I'm looking for anything, anything in particular to hearing at that. It's all just like, something great happens, great. If not, it sounds like a cool party. But you're, you're, just, you're just down on it
3: altogether? I'm just down on it. The last few E3s have not been like... I'm not garnered any attention.
4: Do you think maybe that's just because we live in like a neo-information neo, neo information age where most of what we know is going to happen there is already kind of spoiled. We get news constantly throughout the year anyway. There's press releases all the time from all the favorite companies. So what's E3 now? Well, I, no, think it's, I think the biggest
1: issue is that he's not nine years old anymore. That's the other <laughs> thing too. It's just When we Damn. were like
4: like in high school, at our, especially when we were in high school, that was like the time to learn about all the latest and greatest stuff.
3: Well, also, E3 has become the platform where big companies announce things that end up being some of the biggest blunders they ever done in their entire careers, and then they have to play damage control before their products release.
4: <laughs> That's true, and, and I think that goes back to what I was saying, that it's just that we have the advantage of now being able to go back and re-listen and re-read all about those conferences and go, oh, you said this thing a year ago was going to be awesome, and it wasn't. You motherfuckers. Like, that's basically what happens. You said this Zelda game was going to be out a year from now, and it was not to be the best. You gave us a DS game, and it sucks. I want my non-money back. <laughs> which, I mean, if you're going to do a big PR stunt, which is pretty much what E3 is as far as I'm concerned, that's your risk you know big triple a title companies but you could do better you're right i mean i absolutely agree with that they
1: could do a lot better than what they've done oh i will say what i agree with on kage is the titles i was really looking forward to see more information on no man's sky it's been delayed once Once again again. um the other really epic sci-fi game which one was that That they were doing everything in. I can't believe I forgot what it's called. I know, but it's
3: also another one of those space, like yes, like space exploration games. Get
1: get into Kickstarter now and get a totally awesome ship that only ten thousand other people will have. See,
4: I thought that was No Man's Sky. No, that's not. It's a different one. So I understand. Maybe E three. You know. You know the other problem with E three is though, is that I feel like it's not really consumer centered anyway. So like, unlike events like Comic Con or almost anything else that goes on, a lot of what gets put out there isn't necessarily for us. No. So that's why like the news doesn't excite us anymore. I think it used to be more for us when that used to be like one of a handful of platforms for the year. Mm-hmm. But again, now we have every week we have material we can bring to this because there's
3: just so much stuff yeah. now.
4: So what's E3 is just a glorified like business thing, yeah. kind of.
1: Well, at this point, it's like, what can our primary IPs do for us now? Uh, Nintendo gets to announce, hey, we've got a new Mario game. New hey, Pokemon we've game. got a new Pokemon Zelda game.
4: Smash Brothers 10.
1: You were oh. never going to expect that we were going to keep making the exact same games <laughs> we've been making for 30 years once again. And, uh, but people keep
3: buying them. Holy crap.
1: <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, other than so, that... Let's uh, so, Sony... see.
3: Microsoft... Uh, I can do Microsoft right now. We've got another Halo. We have another Halo Breakaway game out for you.
4: Oh, and they don't have
3: DVR anymore. Oh, and they don't
4: have that anymore. Either. We took DVR away.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm expecting just nothing, and it start I think it's. I think it's uh, starting to reverberate around the gaming community a little bit more. Little by little. Every... Little by little. Certain like like, if you've heard about the. Lukewarm reception, like the new Call of Duty Infinite War.
4: Mm-hmm. It's a movie, right?
3: No, it, it was it was a new, it's a new game oh. that's like further following the Advanced Warfare line, and it just got. Bleh.
1: But at the same it, time, this might actually be the point of E three is to gauge how people feel about these titles. If they can give us these trailers and see that people are like, eh, then the developers know off the bat, okay, let's focus elsewhere on doing something else while there's still time to change direction. But they mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> That's,
3: That's the problem. They don't.
1: Okay, well, here. So,
4: really, there's, two th- there's only two things I look to E3 for. Or E3, yeah, E3-4. In the hearts news. <laughs> I, yeah, will, wait, yeah. wait. I no
3: no I get you on that cause I I will be interested for some King yeah. like 2.8 is gonna be exciting but
4: but I mean but even last year like it's always just sprinkles of information but like like it's like and I'm in the desert and like it's sprinkled like oh god thank you yes give me whatever you got that's how it is with Kingdom Hearts but that's just a fandom and the other thing the only other thing I ever look out for in E3 is Fallout News which we just got Fallout 4 last year so I don't expect anything now, like Boom. They already got the DLC. There, there's not gonna be no Fallout news this year, so all I have to stand for is Kingdom Hearts news, and anything else is a bonus. So, are so you going to be live streaming your
1: reaction to E3? I'm probably just which is least. gonna just
3: mostly be.
0: <laughs> if you don't want to, <laughs> you're my, not
3: seeing this. If you want to see my pretty face, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, just a, it's blank, neutral expression until they say, "Oh, by the way." Kingdom Hearts Three information will be coming out soon. Woohoo! soon, that was,
0: they said. Soon. Oh god, they, said, they soon. said soon.
3: He'll say soon, and they'll be like that for about five seconds, and then back to neutral. <laughs> for the rest well, I'm of hoping
4: they tell me how much I have to pay for for a PS4 Neo. Oh
3: god! So I just bought my PS4. Okay, not so, that long. So ago. So here's my
4: my dilemma with that. Yeah, go ahead. I gave my PS4 to Andy. Why would you do that? Because I'm a nice brother. Oh, so. I'm not that nice. And really, brother. I bought PS. I bought. I bought. A PS4 for Kingdom Hearts,
3: like I. I bought it for Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Mm. I will say that. <laughs> I also bought it for Tales games, but then they started coming out to PC. So they not want to bother at that point. Yeah. So
4: if you if I fi- end up finding out that like Kingdom Hearts is going to be on PC, I really have no reason to buy the console anymore because <laughs> it will never work. Not right. really. <laughs> so I'm. But if they tell that's me that Kingdom buy, Hearts,
3: that's why I didn't buy an Xbox either. <laughs> if they tell me
4: that Kingdom Hearts is coming on PS4 only. I'm going to put my money down for a PS4 Neo. When am mm-hmm. going to buy me a, a big old 4K television so I can play my Kingdom Hearts in 4K. Oh my gosh. And that's
3: what I'll live for. And Make like, sure you get Halfway to get you a good discount. For yeah, of course. Yes, Thank you. <laughs> so, that's
4: how much of a fan I am of that series. That's a very specific thing. But Sony, that's all I need. Tell me the price point for my future PlayStation console. Tell me when I can play my favorite game on it. And we have a great relationship.
3: And tell me how much the collector's edition is going to be with all the stuff that's included inside when of it. When can I buy it? When can I buy it? How Where can I want? buy it? How much do you want? Here's my money. Take Here's my money. Literally money. M-U-N-N-Y. <laughs> shut
4: that's the... up and take
5: my money. <laughs> take my money.
3: <laughs> so,
4: I guess I'm easy to please in that in that regard. But other than that, I mean... <laughs> kind of like how I feel for Zelda right now. Just shut
3: up and take my rupees. Where's my Zelda Wii U game?
4: And, and you know that's funny about what happened with Nintendo last year, is that they're among every other company are have the most ease when it comes to pleasing us. And they still kinda miss the mark. Yeah. Like it's It doesn't take much, guys. Just give us exactly what we want, and you'll oh, get all Mario. our money, all our fandom, all our shares on and likes on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just
1: do that. Now now you do have to admit, Mario Maker was pretty genius. Now they came up with that last year. Was that what happened when yes. they came up with that? Oh, because okay. they basically just came out and said, "You know what? Here's a game. You make the levels and pay full price for a game. You make the levels and we don't even have to pay you."
4: And then
3: Kotaku will have 6 months of articles out of it. So. <laughs> and it's like a YouTuber's dream. Yeah. That's all you could like there's like almost every major YouTuber has you at know. least 80 to 100 of those videos. <laughs> and you're just like oh my god free advertising for Nintendo I think that speaks to what I was saying before that we're just so used to getting this information during the year that I had totally forgotten that we
0: got
4: Mario Maker information at E3 I just remember s- seeing it from every other source after that maybe even a little before that right so but then again e- come on Nintendo you have it easy I feel bad for Microsoft though they really have nothing that like is good Microsoft
1: has Halo
3: that is it that and is yet
4: it. that still isn't enough to get them like, like thumbs up on their no. like press conferences. It's still not enough to make anyone really care.
3: <laughs> like barely. Yeah. Michael. Like, we have a new we have a new first person shooter coming up here. It's going to be exclusive for 2 months and then it's going to be on PC, big. Move. It's like I, I will <laughs> say I was
1: close to buying an Xbox 1 for Titanfall until it was And then late. it was on PC. <laughs> like almost immediately. Mhm.
4: Kelsey, have you, have you ever watched any of these press conferences before? Nope. I w- I would suggest you take a quick peek at them so you understand take what we're talking a about. It's actually, I'd really love to see your perspective on it because I think the rest of us have spent like the greater part of the last decade like really focused on these kind of press conferences. Like it's the biggest thing ever, and I think we're all a little jaded now. I mean, a little. All three of
3: us in our That's
4: different why levels I don't really of acceptance
2: high expectations of these kinds of things. I'm just like.
3: The last time I got excited for a conference was a BlizzCon, but that was like in 2010. So I haven't been really excited about a, a convention explaining games and stuff for a very long time. For me, GDC still does that for me. You,
4: but you've been going I, to the wrong convention. GDC. Sir. Go <laughs> to GDC with me next year.
3: I'll go to GDC. But then,
4: then again, even then, it's like a, a subtler sort of thing. Like... Obviously, their focus is different there, too. Not so much the consumer, but the, the business people. But even then, like, it's a... This is really cool, guys. Let's just do this. Not like a...
3: Lights! Camera!
4: Action! Woo! Not like an Apple event. Hmm. Which, by the way, I think Apple events are going in the way way uh, the way the of the... Mm, as well.
1: Apple's. You can only remake your
3: anything. phone and have an... The, change the shape of your phone so much to the point where people are like... Just tell us what it comes with. Don't make it a like two-hour conversation <laughs> with, a curtain, with a curtain over it. With a curtain over it, we know what it looks like. We you know what it like looks the like.
1: Last it's going to be which you know, looks this like the last <laughs> iPhone. You know, which looks like the, the last
3: iPhone. iPhone. Wait a minute. We took away a majority of the side panel, so you have more window screen, but it's the same
4: phone. Now there's a now there's a subtle streak that goes across the diagonally in the back as a design. Number 8. Go. Oh my, it's a
1: little bit smaller. Now now if they pulled off the curtain and there was just like contact lenses that were just be like, "Yes, the screen is just right. holographic in front of your eyes." I'd be like, "Holy that, crap." Here's the iPhone. Would, <laughs> that would be <laughs> worse. That's an iPhone and I'd yeah. be like, <laughs> "It powers itself off of your brainwave transmission." Be like, I'm soul. <laughs> it
4: actually takes some of your soul a little by a little. Just a little bit. Just a little. You won't know? I'm, I'm fine giving
1: it a little bit of my soul to keep <laughs> these awesome reality scope visions. Oh, and now. when you
4: wear it and you sleep, your dreams come with advertisements.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
4: That uh. would be awful. Give this to be... ad to see your next dream. <laughs> uh. That's gonna be...
2: Don't give them ideas,
4: Eddie. <laughs> oh, come on. They probably already have the idea. They're just waiting for us to get used to the idea, which I hope never happens because the because we'll, we'll be those like old farts that go, I, Back in my day, they would interrupt my dreams with their fucking advertisements. Call Grandma. You
1: know what you're talking about. It's normal.
3: No, it's not normal. <laughs> we used to dream.
1: Okay, so so since we've already been talking a little bit about uh, IPs, and this isn't really going back to, I know it's not really Sony's IP at all, but this was Sony's mascot for a while. Crash Bandicoot was uh, hitting the mainstream again. And there were a lot of rumors coming out for a while that Crash Bandicoot was finally going to get an awesome new game. Mm. Instead. Instead, we find Mm. out Crash Bandicoot is actually being added to uh, Skylanders. Skylanders. (laughs) Now, this makes sense. A lot of people like Skylanders.
4: I wish you guys could see my face right now. Because it's like...
1: And, yeah. there's and in other news
4: a puppy was adopted
1: there's people out there that like Skylanders and for, the, for those of you who aren't familiar with Skylanders it's basically what the Amiibos were based off they of they survived ever... longer
4: than Infinity so Infinity <laughs> Amiibos Infinity. same thing you I get a say little that. toy statue you put it on a thing oh, and really? it puts your <laughs> statue
1: character into the game uh, the original Skylanders game was actually meant to be a Spyro the Dragon game. And for those of you who are old enough to remember Spyro the Dragon... He's a dragon. Small purple dragon. Small That's purple very dragon. cute. You like him, Kelsey. Very
2: I've kawaii! Oh. I know I he looks you. like.
1: And because Spyro... The creators of Spyro worked close to Naughty Dog, who had created the original Crash Bandicoot, uh, there was a tie-in between Spyro and Crash in the past. The two companies worked together... To make crossover video games.
2: That's cool.
1: So now having Crash Bandicoot <gasps> appearing in Skylanders kind of seals the loop on this. Oh. You just have
2: an aha moment, Eddie. It's sort
1: of because we're minute fifty-two into this podcast,
4: and I realize we haven't mentioned a you damn need thing an hour? about. Yeah, no, no, we're about fifty-two minutes into this. Oh,
2: they said. Oh, never mind. Sorry. I got. What and you, we haven't mentioned a damn
4: thing about Phoenix Con that we went to last weekend. <laughs> Oh, I thought you guys already talked about that last week. No, we talked. We we, well, we previewed had a podcast it.
2: Podcast last Thursday. Yeah,
4: so we went to one day and we talked about it. Oh my we god, we haven't done, we didn't talk about anything that we did on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday.
1: All right, well, real quick because I wasn't at the comic con, so I have nothing forward to say on this. The last thing I wanted to you talk can about, ask as us far as video game news goes, um, Keiji Inafune has announced that they are planning a sequel to Mighty Number no. Nine.
3: What? It's- but they're, they're,
1: not the first out? game's yeah. not out yet. Yeah. It comes <laughs> out in delays. ten
4: days. Alright, uh, sure. I'll see you when I believe it.
3: <laughs> <This> <laughs> <is gonna> be <laughs> like, I'll believe when I see it. It'll be like the day before, be like, "We're sorry, we're delaying it." Delayed. And just like, "Oh, big surprise!" I mean, I'm not affected by delays, but
0: let's
1: get the first game out before we talk about sequels. Yes, this this like, is basically like the general some,
4: consensus. It's like, it's
1: like Inafune. I love you. I I would have your children. Manage your
4: expectations, please. <laughs>
1: Please, let's get this game out, and then let's work on these projects. I wanted to see your spiritual successor to Mega Man Legends succeed so bad. Mm -hmm. I loved Legends Mm -hmm. so much, and Red Ash looked like Mm -hmm. it was going to be such an amazing project. But you know what? People didn't see Mighty Number 9 yet. Let's get this out, please. Agreed. All right, I'm
4: you getting done. a little aggressive there, buddy. You yeah, Okay, yeah. you want to talk about it? Yeah. No.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, so since we don't have a lot of time, I'm trying to think what which day would be the best to to uh, expunge on, and I think Sunday is gonna be the best day to talk about in the time that we have, especially because you have a lot to say about it, Kelsey, so. Why don't you get us started on that one? What do we do on Sunday, Kelsey?
2: You really, Let's really want me? Let's do it to explain. Because
4: you know I'm, I'm with you on this one for about 99 uh, of it. So,
2: well, it, actually, no. It all started Saturday. Really, is when it started. You're
4: right. It did start Saturday.
2: So, okay. First off, just to scale Phoenix Comic Con compared to Tucson Comic Con. And
4: this was your first time at Phoenix yeah. Comic Con,
0: it's so, worth pointing out. Last
2: September was my first one at Tucson. This was my first one at Phoenix Comic Con. Huge difference. Tucson? I, I knew it wasn't going to be massive. It was actually surprisingly bigger than I thought it was going to be. But I was completely blown away by Phoenix Comic Con. Totally overwhelmed. Like, I wish I knew about the My Conquest thing. So I could have planned out, like, the actual programs and shit. Because, seriously, the amount of programs the Phoenix Comic Con has is absurd. Also, some of them are slightly uh, disturbing. But Anyways,
4: that's besides. We, we told her about the, the, the hentai stuff. Oh, yeah. I was like,
2: <laughs> "Why is that a program?" But whatever. Hey, everybody
0: has there's their a own. Niche. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's cool. I, it's not my niche. I'm not going. But anyways, so like the exactly. the young guy was like, oh.
1: what is it. Something dono yamate. Okay, never mind.
2: It <laughs> yeah, okay. So, it. <laughs> the vendor hall is massive. Like, literally, each of the days I had to spend some time going to the vendor hall because there's so many booths and, and art and everything to look at. It was awesome. Um, but anyways, so Saturday, there was supposed to be, was 6 o'clock? 6 o'clock. Um, Troy Baker was supposed to have an acoustic set at 6 p.m. So we got there, we got there a little early, we got good seats, we're in the fourth row.
4: He does the voice He's for voice Yuri in Tales of Vesperia, he does the voice of uh, Nathan Drake's brother in, uh, in, in uh,
2: what's the new video game, this some, uh, uh, something for I don't know. Yeah,
4: yeah, Uncharted, yeah, Uncharted 4. four. He, uh, he does several anime characters, um, he, he does uh, the guy in The Last of Us, the main character in The Last oh, of Us. Oh yeah. Um, really, am I hitting anything with these? Oh.
2: Wow, okay. Look him
4: up. Some, he does a lot of stuff. You you have participated in his stuff before mm-hmm. at some point. You had to have. So,
2: but he's a, he's a well known voice actor, and but he also apparently has music that he does. And so we were we were there at six. We waited, and we we were there a little early, and then it got closer, and then the uh, the staff members came in and tried to squeeze everybody in because of course since he's really popular. They wanted everybody to move in and up to the front to make sure that everybody could get in there. So, they did that. And um, they're dicking around and, like, entertaining us while we're waiting. Because, you know, celebrities always got to make people wait. Whatever. (laughs) So, like, it's a half hour, I think. Or maybe, it's like at least 15 minutes past the time and somebody walks up to the person at the front and, like, whispers. And she's like, I've got good news and I have bad news. What do you want to hear first? And everybody bad just news! immediately was like, bad. bad. And so she's like, well, you're not going to see Troy Baker.
0: Here. Here.
2: So they make us go across the bridge into the other building and people are like running Unorderly. they're like they're like don't run don't blah blah, blah but they're running so that luckily we just got into the other building and then they shut the doors on the rest of the people in the bridge because the it was chaotic <laughs> yeah so they're everybody's like at the door but then they had these like um
4: like line set stuff. stuff like-
2: whatever where's the line that you can get into. A structure
1: structured to line us up in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the, uh, like, the roach lines? A queue. Yeah, a yeah. Queue. You
2: exactly. Yeah. And so, we're, like, there's just a mass of people. And we're in line for the first queue. We didn't know that there was a second queue wait later. And I was like, Eddie, we should probably just go because I thought they were going to let us into the other door. Both queues enter at the same time. Well, I wasn't right, but I was also... Like, we should have gotten into the other one because mm-hmm. they ended up letting those people go in first. Even, even though we they were the second line to into, form. So, like, they just. And then when we finally did it in the room, Troy Baker didn't even wait for everybody no, to no, get into wait, you, Oh, You also missed that. How much time we spent waiting? All, it,
4: by the time we were into this room, it was like an hour after, like, we were told it was going to start.
2: Seven thirty. Yeah. It was an hour and a half later. So, but yeah, he didn't even start waiting for everybody to get into the room before he was already playing his music. And I was
4: about ready to go. Like, I, I think I think Ross is who convinced us to stay mm-hmm. a little longer. Yeah, he did. I was about ready to bounce. I was like, I'm 50 minutes in, i I, I got better things well, to do. Well, the,
2: the, the shitty thing is the Phoenix Comic Con staff, like, they were really awful at communicating with people. They didn't give people updates. They didn't mm-hmm. say, hey, sorry, this is what's going on. We're mm-hmm. really, like, nothing. Just, you're not seeing him move. Go wait in line forever. <laughs> like, no, no communication whatsoever. And I have to give it to Troy Baker. He's really fucking amazing at acoustic. Like, mm-hmm. it, amazing. It was, like he In is. the end,
4: it was worth it.
2: It was a really good time. I was okay for waiting one day. Once. No. <laughs> we get there. <laughs> the next day. Sunday <laughs> is we decided to get some signatures from some people. Ross wanted a signature from Troy Baker and Nolan North. So we're in line at
4: 10.30. Even before, there. 10.30 is when we were Actually,
2: close. that's true. We were there like 10. And we're waiting, and 10.30 shows up. Nobody's there. 10.15. Or 11, 1045, 10.45. 11. Still, he's 11 not there. 11
4: is when we, I think he finally kind of shows up at 11. Has, I
2: think it was after, them, after that. Yeah. Even Nolan North eventually showed up, but seriously, we waited in line for two and a half hours.
4: Just to get the guy's signature.
2: (laughs) Nobody was like, hey, apparently got held up by an accident, but nobody said, this is what's going on. We're so sorry for the wait. Nobody. And we, we, after when he did get there, it took us about an hour to get to the front. And then he's like, I'm going to go on a break. I just about chucked something at him. I was so pissed. Who the fuck does he think he's going? I was so so mad. Meanwhile, as our line finally did go, people jumped from Troy Baker line to the Nolan Nolan North.
4: North, Or or, vice versa too.
2: No, so like he Nolan North got there before Troy Baker. And some of the people made it through the the Nolan North line and were given sticky notes. For The Troy Baker line to cut people who've been <laughs> freaking waiting in this line. We should have just exited the line, gone to Nolan North, who was yeah, there. That's, that's how it was. On time. If we had
4: been in the Nolan North line, we'd have been in like an hour earlier. Seriously. <laughs> and it was the same length in the beginning.
2: And like he, when we finally did a get up there and Ross got his signature or whatever, like he went to go sit on his bench or whatever and he accidentally, like, Jams his knee into the door, and he's like, Oh man, that really hurt. And I was like, I just looked at him like, That sucks. <laughs> like, I don't care. for just, Like, you have no uh, sympathy for me.
1: You gave him all the spite. I, I'm afraid I was none so of pissed. you have any sympathy for me. You guys sound no. like you've never tried getting R.L. Stein's signature from a
4: oh, book. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a big guy. Do you know who R.L. Stein is? Nope. The Goosebumps books?
2: Oh, he's yes. the author
4: of those. Oh man. Yeah, no, okay. I'm still
2: pissed. Five 2 days hours. in a row, but 2 days in a row. But
4: I think in in the end no you kind sympathy. of just made a thing of the whole thing cuz you went to get other signatures too.
2: Eventually, which
4: which took way less time.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I got a signature which I'm probably going to butcher this. I, could, I just know my spike from buffy like, that's it's like james up. masters or masters Marsters Marsters. Or, it, there's an r in there It it's would Spike. be masters is amazing if it oh. was there was an r but i don't know how to pronounce it i'm really sorry but he's pretty cool he also has music and um music? yeah I didn't know that. he had cds up there oh i'll yeah. look, look that up later and then david ramsey who's diggle in the arrow oh, so i got Richard. some really awesome selfies with him and he was, he was awesome he was really friendly and I almost got one with Katie Lotz, but apparently that side only takes cash. And I didn't realize that because the Troy Baker and Nolan North peeps, they took, they had like the little four square thing so they could do card. So I was really bummed. But, oh well.
4: And we'll talk more stories about... Uh, Horror stories? Phoenix Comic Con. No, that was it. That was, that was the horrific that part That was, yeah. It, it was great. just,
2: it was infuriating because it happened, like that was like the last thing we did pretty much on Saturday. And then to wake up and get there super early. And it do the wasted, same thing again. We, we didn't leave that hall from 10 to like 3 o'clock.
1: We're not taking you to the San Diego Comic Con. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
4: yeah. The that's,
1: that's, San Diego Comic Con, you spend Saturday waiting for the Sunday event in line. So you literally get there at about 3 a.m.
2: See, on Saturday with a 10. I'm prepared for that. Mm-hmm. The difference is... He was supposed to be there at 10.30, and he wasn't. There is a huge difference between knowing something's going to be massive and you're pre-preparing yourself to wait in line. You know Agreed. what to expect. Nobody told us a damn thing about why he was fucking Agreed. late. Nobody. Wow. That is rude. And then... That is they just tried just,
4: actually, that, And this is what pissed me off. I'll tell Exactly, you this I was just going to so, say it. So, after he went on his break... One of the, the staff no, people... No, before and he
2: I, got on... Was before, it before? he was even there. Okay. No, I thought it was... No, nope. It happened it at some point. Before he was there.
4: And I'm sure the staff people work hard. I'm not... I'm, I know what it is to be in their shoes for, like, other conventions. I know they work really hard.
1: So I'm going to chop this up to... Obviously, they just... You they just know, did it's did Sunday. It,
2: they handled it the wrong way. Well,
1: I, but, I can tell you from experience. Most of the time, you're told not to tell people... Yeah, and that's something.
2: how you get angry yeah. people. Well,
1: because they know everybody's going to be really upset. So they kind of let everything drag on and then hope people will give up and leave. That way you have a smaller that crowd. That would have been better than what people. they did
4: because what this one of the staff person did was they were like like I think when he, it, what it was is when he finally showed up, he, she uh, the staff person was like like yay, hey, he's here. And I'm like, "Don't
2: you I am he not No, he wasn't Or something there. like that. No.
4: She, she had his cheer. That's what she it was. She did,
2: but he wasn't there yet. Okay. It was like maybe twenty minutes before he actually showed up and she was trying to get us pumped up because everybody Come on, was guys. Like, yes, kind it. of, it's like, No. Yeah. No. <laughs>
4: I'm it, not ready for this. You should have just not told us anything.
2: To get us pumped up for nothing <laughs> is stupid. If they had been like, hey, you're all sitting here, let's do something, let's play a game. Okay. Yeah, I don't care that. I'd be down for that. <laughs> then I wouldn't be, like, super irritated. I'd probably be in a much better mood. But, no, they literally, they didn't tell us anything. Nothing.
4: So, next time we were on the podcast, we'll talk about all the great stuff. But we want to do that one out. I thought that it was a good story.
2: I had a blast. I loved it. it was, I know it seems like I didn't, but I actually that, really did. That
4: last part was a little rough, for sure. But, I mean, the rest of the part was, was awesome. And we spent, from Thursday, to the whole, we spent the whole time there. Yeah. So, that was a lot of fun.
2: There the entire time, and next time I will do the conquest because. And uh, we wore better shoes. We learned that we need yeah. to wear better shoes. Oh God! We
4: wore the wrong. I wore the wrong shoes. I don't know. I what I was thinking.
2: I was such an idiot. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to bring flip flops. <laughs> so stupid. Ooh, that was bad. So so, so stupid. Bad. And then I brought my Pumas that have that are normally comfortable, but not for walking around for like eight hours. They're not. <laughs> So, next year I'm wearing my hiking boots. I don't give a shit if they don't match my outfit. Just wear
4: something cool. We'll to go with it. You can be like a steampunk character.
2: My hiking. Know. Well, no. I have my renaissance <laughs> costume. It's whatever it would be a will.
4: different steampunk character. I don't know. What I character know. wears boots that you can cosplay? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We got a whole year. Yeah. My bar- my car battery died. on, the- on the Oh, trip. Car- yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so. So, that's all the horror stories from Phoenix Comic Con. Did there you were... give it an
3: e-tank? I didn't. That's your problem. I didn't have
4: any. I had um, to buy a new one. Why would you not? It meet? just it wasn't available. There's was stuff going on.
1: That's what you get for not inviting Eddie.
2: Ah! Wait, what? I'm lost. I didn't get it either. And there's a joke uh, in there yeah,
3: somewhere. There's a joke, there's in, a joke, in, joke there. in there somewhere. I'm told the Thank you week. Capcom friends for laughing at that joke with me.
4: <laughs> well, with that, again, we'll talk, we'll talk about <laughs> with that, We'll, we'll <laughs> talk all the good stuff Phoenix Comic Con next week. But anything else to do before we sign off?
5: Thank you everyone for tuning in to another week of Front Row Geek podcast. And remember, hail lord Zed. Wow.
4: <laughs> Follow us at FRG Oh, media. And also,
5: if you haven't gotten your tickets yet to Camp Fan Gamer, get them. It's here in Tucson and it's coming. When? Am I want to announce the July
2: date. July 29th, 31st. What?
5: We've only announced it, like, every time I've been here. So yeah. hopefully you've been listening.
0: <laughs> okay, so come on. You game. announced
4: the fan Fangamer. You can at least add the date, too, if you're going to go. If you're going to do it, do it all the way. Go all the way. All right, go then camp go.
5: fan Fangamer July 29th, 2016. Go. Go. Get your tickets. Go. They're for sale go. right now go. at CampFangamer.com. Go.
2: Go. Go. And where is it located?
5: In... Tucson, Arizona, the Hilton Hotel. East, east. east Hilton! <laughs> Are you happy? No, you still didn't no. a date.
2: He did so- oh, I, did? I, I fucking didn't. did! <laughs> <laughs> I missed it.
4: It Sorry! Time. Sorry! Was
0: I hate all of you all!
4: <laughs> Peter? No one likes Goldar either. But Actually, I kind of like Goldar. Date,
5: yeah, Goldar okay. is fun. <laughs> this voice is hard to do, so I'm gone. <laughs>
4: Goodbye. FRG underscore medium Front Row Geeks at Facebook. Follow us. No, Front Row.
2: Well, I'm FRG underscore medium for Twitter and Instagram. We yeah. didn't say Twitter and Instagram. Oh, my bad.
3: <laughs> he left. He did leave. Bye.
2: Right,
3: bye. It's gonna be interesting to see him walk home. Goldar, he'll fly oh, home. He really he'll fly home. he'll fly home. He's got wings. Or he'll right. lose the wings
4: again. Uh, I don't know. He always loses those wings again. Every time I've he fails. I've never seen him fly. Every time he fails to kill a power ranger, he loses his wings.
2: Anyway, FRG media on Twitter and
4: Instagram, Front Geeks on Facebook, and mm-hmm. follow us on Twitch. Yeah. Peace yeah. out, everybody. Bye.
0: This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.